You're listening to the C to Z of movies. My name's Colin. I'm the C. With me is Zijan the Z. Zijan, it's very, very late. Hey, Colin. Happy New Year. H- Happy New Year to you. Is it the year of the, the, the pigeon? No. The dragon? No. Rat. No one's going to invite you to a pop quiz ever again, Colin. <laughs> if you can't a simple question like this. <laughs> Mouse. Bear. Chicken. 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 Well I got there in the end. Yeah, eventually. Happy Chinese New Year. Thank you very much. And happy Chinese New Year to you too and to all our listeners out there. Mm, especially those in China. Do we have any listeners in China? Yeah, maybe. If we start speaking in Chinese, maybe. Okay, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> partly because I can't. It, it's, it's later than usual that we're recording, uh, which might explain why we're talking nonsense. Uh, but I'm sure we'll... we'll what is nonsense, Colin? It's Chinese New Year Eve. Today we're talking about uh, alien movies, but not just any old alien movies. Alien movies where the aliens are the antagonists. Um, we'll some of the time cover it where the, the good guys. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, Natalie Portman films. Uh, we've got a quiz about last year's Oscars, and there's going to be much, 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 much more. Is there really much, much more? You know, you, you only needed to leave it at one much. Much, much, much more. Um, which I think I can show you straight away by telling you the exciting news of the week, Zijan, that uh, the Emoji movies made a big casting decision. And? And Patrick Stewart is voicing the poop emoji. <laughs> this is the biggest moment of my life, Colin. <laughs> How much money do you think they're paying Patrick Stewart to do that? Yeah. Does Patrick Stewart it... even need the money? Well, I can't imagine he's doing it for the artistic credibility. He has a good voice, though. He has a fine voice. He yeah. has a fine voice. Do you think? He, do you think he knows he's the poop emoji? Do you, do you think he's just signed up for? Like, oh yeah, I'll do. I'll play a character in that, and at the end, he'll he'll be watching it and ah, oh, what have I done? But the poop emoji is probably the most um, iconic emoji, though. Uh, that's yeah. That's the emoji you want to be. Yeah, exactly. If you want to be an emoji, you want to be the poop emoji. Which, which emoji would you want to be, Zijan? Is it is it the poop emoji? <laughs> I want that's to, been taken. I want to, to be the it. cow or the monkey with his eyes closed. Okay. I don't. I don't really use emojis. Um, is uh, there's a there's a beach, isn't there? A palm tree. I'll be the palm tree. There's not a lot of lines. No, I don't think so. You are. <laughs> that's yep. how you can tell how. That's how you can tell how old a palm tree is by how many lines it's got. That's, uh, uh, uh-huh. that's true. Yep. Well done. So, I, good luck beating that news. Do you have any other news? Um, the new Star Wars. Oh yes. Episode eight. That's the title. Okay, hit me. Do you know it? I do know it, but our listeners might not. Okay. So I'm going to feign. I'm going to feign surprise. When okay. You tell me. Okay. Make sure you you you, okay. you do a very good surprise sound after this. Okay. Okay. It's going to be called Star Wars: The Last That's Jedi. My... <gasps> the Last Jedi. Yes. Brilliant, Colin. Brilliant. Thanks, Keep Rob. Going. Thank you. Um... <laughs> you could be an actor one day. So, um, you've you've seen Star Wars. Um, tell me. What are your wild, unsubstantiated theories about this title? Uh, is there much to be speculated about this? Who Clearly is the last, the last Jedi? Jedi? Is you know, um, Luke Skywalker, right? Well, yeah, probably. But, uh, <laughs> 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 what else could it be? Well, the, the plural of Jedi is Jedi, so it might not just be referring to one person; it might be referring to a whole group of of the last Jedi. Isn't Rey going to be a Jedi? Is she the last Jedi? She, she probably so will be, right? So many questions. Maybe maybe the Jedi all have a race. 
and someone comes last and they're the last Jedi we don't know <laughs> but we've got a good solid uh, 11 months of speculation ahead of us yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing much to add to that really <laughs> <laughs> okay well I have some more, more news um, are you familiar with the film White Men Can't Jump uh, no no, it's a it's a basketball movie um, starring, uh, I think it's Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes um, as two, what did I say? Two guys who um, play basketball, but they they kind of hustle people out, so they pretend to be bad, and then they say, "Hey, let's let's pay for money," and then they turn out to be good. Uh, it's a weird film with a kind of subplot where Wesley Snipes' girlfriend is trying to compete on Jeopardy, I think, and okay. he's just m- memorizing lots of answers. I think. It's, Lots of answers to things beginning with the letter V, just in case that topic comes up. Um, it's, a, it's a strange old film. Anyway, the news is there might be a, a White Men Can't Jump reboot in the works, um, suggesting that literally every film is going to be rebooted. People are running out of ideas. <laughs> I mean, how many ideas do you have to run through before you think, yeah, that weird basketball movie, let's do that one again. Yeah, well, you made some money then, so you may make some money now. I've heard that Patrick Stewart wants to voice the basketball. That's what I'm hearing. Oh. He, he's in many films this time around, isn't he? He is. He is. <laughs> um, the Suicide Squad director. James Gunn. Is it James Gunn? Oh, Suicide Squad. Sorry, no, I was thinking Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, David Ayer? Yeah. Yes, there we go. Uh, he mentioned recently that he, on hindsight, that he would have made the Joker the main villain of Suicide Squad. Okay. Yeah, he, I think this is... Um, is that because... Because he was, this is quite, was quite poor. But to be fair, I mean... Okay, the Enchantress was a main problem of the Suicide was, Squad, but it wasn't yeah. the only problem of the Suicide Squad. I was just squad. trying to think who the main villain of it was. It was it was Enchantress, was it? It was the Enchantress <laughs> and her, her weird brother. Uh, oh, yes. Wasn't it Amanda Waller? She was She was a, she was a baddie, wasn't she? she? Was kind of, they're all baddies, Colin. Didn't you know? That's the premise of the entire show. Ah, it all makes sense now. Good surprise voice again. Thanks, man. <laughs> but now, now we have to say, I don't want to jump ahead, but we now have to say the Oscar-nominated film was Suicide Squad. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh. yeah, I, which, I, is, I, which is a shame. Um, the, oh, well. Yeah, I was going to talk about it when... Um, yeah. We're talking to talk about Oscar nominations later today, but now that you brought it up, yes, the Suicide Squad has been nominated yeah. for an Oscar for best costume and makeup, which makes me hair, hair and makeup, isn't it? Is it hair and makeup? Yeah, hair and makeup. Yeah. yeah, which makes me groan because <laughs> it gives all those DC fans um, uh, more more ammunition to yes. to to you know back up their franchise, even though it's pretty Although, bad at the moment. In fairness, Doctor Strange got a got a nomination for visual effects, so it's it's one all. Uh, oh, did they? As far as that goes, yeah. Oh, okay. Then it's not too bad then. It's not too, but yes. I mean, in fairness, Suicide Squad. We we did an episode on Suicide Squad. Go back and listen to it if you if you wish to, dear dear listener. But uh, I don't remember complaining about the hair and makeup at any point. No, no. Um, I I guess that in, because it's such a bad film, I guess the hair <laughs> makeup would stand out a little bit more. Yeah. Fair play to him. Yeah, um, maybe maybe that's how you should get nominated for an Oscar. Just make a really crappy film, but but make the hair really really good. <laughs> but maybe that's maybe that was the plan all along. <laughs> like who cares about who cares about credibility to get a hair makeup uh, Oscar? <laughs> yeah, well done, well played, well played. I'll applaud that. 
Um, I have um, more news about Ocean's 8, which is, is coming down the line. Which is so a better remake. That's not it a is. remake, is it? Is it a, well, it's a prequel, I think it's right? It, well, I think it's a sequel. I don't think, I don't think it's being set beforehand. I could be I could be wrong, but it's in the same universe as the Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, Thirteen. Although the Ocean's Eleven, of course, was a remake of a previous film. Um, but uh, yes, it's gradually building up their cast, and uh, apparently Kim Kardashian and Kendall Jenner have joined the cast. <laughs> they're in everything now, aren't they? They're just like Patrick Stewart as well. <laughs> they, they are like Patrick Stewart in m- many ways. Kim Kardashian and Patrick Stewart are almost uh, identical. Um, you I can suspect put them in the lineup; you can't tell them apart. Exactly. I'm sure they're going to be playing themselves in a small role. I can't imagine they're giving them anything else to do. No. Fair play. Uh, James Corden and Damien Lewis are also in the cast, mm. so it's it's getting bigger and bigger. Uh, uh, what's on my What's on my list next? Um, the Flash film. Oh yes. That's uh, supposed to be coming out in 2018. Is actually currently being rewritten from scratch again. That's what you want to hear. Oh dear. I Didn't mean, they rewrite it from scratch like three times? Poss- possibly. So the chances of it hitting the screens next year is pretty much nil. You think so? Mm. I mean, what when, when if DC let the fact they barely have a script stop them from making a film? <laughs> maybe, maybe this is just another way of getting, you know, nominated for Oscar for Best Costume. <laughs> yes. I've got to say, yeah, the hair. His, his, Ezra Miller's hair looked pretty good in Justice League trailers. He, he did, didn't it? Yeah. Maybe that's where they're focusing now. It's just all about that. It's not a shame to put Oscar instead of Oscar, though, Colin. Oscar is still Oscar. That's very true. It's very true. Maybe they'll get sound mixing. You never know. Um, yeah, they're on the. They've gone through several directors already, haven't they? Yeah, uh, they good. have. And the last one um, who did it, um, I think, left as well. And he was the one who um, helped do the script as well. Um, so okay. the person who's currently doing the script is a guy called Joby Harold, who okay. has worked on scripts for. Robin Hood Origins. That's not happened yet, has it? Uh, no. And King okay. Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Oh, boy. I Nick, mean, that... he's, he sounds very what? credible now. Yeah, he's made two films that no one really wants to watch. Um, <laughs> fair play to him. Okay, well, DC is giving us nothing but hits, so I'm sure that'll be another, uh, sure. another classic. <laughs> uh, speaking of combat movies, some news came out that is incredibly unexciting in as much as I think we all knew it was going to happen but um, the confirmation that in Black Panther we're seeing Andy Serkis and Martin Freeman um, no surprise there yes I mean Martin Freeman was never going to sign up to do the, like, the two minutes of screen time he did in Civil War and do nothing else so it's not a surprise to see him back and Andy Serkis plays a guy called, guy called Claw doesn't he who's uh, quite Claw, integral to the Claude. whole Claw I said Claw hmm. did you? I did it's late it's late Colin you can, yes it is very it's past late. my bedtime <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, he's in it. Good stuff. Uh, Martin Freeman didn't make much of an impression in the the, the last film. Was he no. in Civil War or was he in Age of Ultron? Is it, I can't even place him. Martin Freeman was Civil War. Was it Civil um, War? And Claw was in Age of Ultron, wasn't he? That's right. Well, at least Claw had an impression because he lost an appendage. He, he but Martin Freeman was just there with a bad American accent. It was bad, wasn't it? And it confused me because his name was Ross, but he wasn't related to the other guy whose name was Ross. That was weird. It was weird. Maybe they'll put him and Benedict Cumberbatch together into soft crimes. Maybe. Benedict Cumberbatch must... Uh, I don't know if he's probably not showing up in Black Panther, actually. I would have thought. Mm, Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah probably no. not. 
Um, the last superhero um, news I have is that Black Adam is another DC oh, yeah. film um, who is starring uh, Dwayne Johnson. The Rock, yes. Yeah, he's getting a standalone film. So I'm not too sure whether you know who Black Adam is, Colin. I, I've heard bits and pieces, but I'm not a non-expert. Mm, he's the main villain, uh, main antagonist of um, Shazam. Shazam. And um, he's kind of uh, like an, that, an anti-hero is that as Shazam? Well. Is that Shazam the uh, the smartphone app? Uh, no, unfortunately, no. no. Uh, yeah. I thought it was going to be the, the sequel to the Emoji movie. He, he, he doesn't the... play music to the bad guys today. <laughs> He's like, listen, listen, this play some really, really hard to identify music. That could yes. be <laughs> No, def- definitely not. Um, yeah, okay. So Black Adam is his main antagonist, um, and he's getting his standalone film. There you go. Is, is, is Shazam in any way connected to Captain Marvel? Um, yeah, they are the same person. Right. But it's a different Captain Marvel to the Captain Marvel that Brie Larson's playing. Yes. So he was called Captain Marvel originally, but obviously because of the uh, the fact that it doesn't belong to Marvel. Right. And the fact that Marvel already has a Captain Marvel kind of makes it a little bit dubious. It's a confusing old world, isn't it? Hello. Um, <laughs> what are you doing in Christmas 2020? Uh, it's a bit far off, but <laughs> probably eating a lot. Well, cancel those plans, Ejan, because no. Sing 2 is coming out in Christmas 2020. No. Okay. I'm not, even well, sing, I've not even seen Sing 1 yet. No, it's not out here, but there's no way you're not going to see that, surely. Um, <laughs> because it's animated. Yeah, basically. Because it stars a koala. It stars all sorts of animals. Anyway... It's done. It's not out in this country yet, but it's done so well elsewhere. That Sing Two be in cinemas then. That's all the news I have. That's all the news I have too. Which means we move on to an exciting segment called the Oscar nominations have come out, and I want to talk about them. And Zijan has reluctantly agreed to, even though he thinks it might destroy our credibility. It will destroy our credibility. How much credibility do you think we have at the moment? Well, <laughs> I assume from that we have ten? more credibility than what we will have after discussing this. <laughs> okay, so we're starting on a, let's, I don't know, four, three and a half. Well, we can bottom out to zero. Um, so the Oscar nominations for the 89th Academy Awards, which are happening on February the 26th, mm-hmm. are out. Um, hurrah. So I'm uh, going to run through them. We're going to talk a little bit. I'm going to predict who's going to win. Zijan might do, depending on how he's feeling. Where do you want to start? Let's start with Best Picture. Let's go right to the top. Okay. How many have you seen? Um, so we have Arrival. I've seen that. Uh-huh. Uh, I've seen Fen- uh, Fences. I haven't seen. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge. I have seen. Hell or High Water. I have seen. Hidden Fingers. I haven't seen. La La Land. Of course, we've both seen. Uh, Lion. I haven't seen. Manchester by the Sea. I have seen. And Moonlight. I haven't. So I've seen one, two, three, four, five of the nine. How many have you seen, Zijan? I've seen Arrival. La La Land and Manchester by the Sea, so three. Three. Mm. Excellent. Let's make that a form decision. Um, so, I was thinking before that, you know, we had the whole hashtag Oscars so white thing last year. Yep. Everyone got very upset about, yep. about lots of uh, white nominations. And I thought there's, there's going to be some sort of massive overreaction and the Academy members are just going to vote for the film with the most black people in it without... Which is either Moonlight or Hidden Figures, right? Exactly. But then La La Land got 14 nominations. And I reckon that's just that's going to be enough to swing it. So I reckon it's going to La La Land. Has any film which has gotten the most nominations never won Best Picture before? 
Which was the last one? Uh, last year. <laughs> yeah, it was won by Spotlight. But the it film which got the most nominations was, let me guess, um, The Big Shot. Well, save that guess until we do our quiz on oh. last year's Oscar nominations um, towards the end of this podcast. Excellent. Uh, but yeah, I think you, you can have lots of nominations and not win, but with 14 nominations. People love this film. Um, so, you know the thing, the funny thing about uh, La La Land is that um, the, the more the critics seem to fawn over it, the more the comment section on La La Land becomes more and more um, vile. Oh, that's true. Mm. You think there might be a backlash before the end of February? Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's not perfect. I mean, we've agreed on that, that it's not, you know, I, I personally thought it was not as strong as Whiplash. Yeah. Um, uh, and... You know, there were, there were times when I thought the plot could be tighter in bits. But honestly, the, the amount of vitriol this film is getting from people is just astounding. Sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah. I've, 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 seen, I've not seen that. I've seen kind of some, yeah, it's overrated type comments, but I've not seen uh, too much anger about it. Mm, well, I've been trolling the IMDb message boards. And uh, okay. That's probably well, that's not the, a good place to that's, go. That's a dark place you've got. <laughs> it <laughs> is, isn't it? It's so dark. Yes. Like, uh, it's like the basement of... <laughs> of the internet not even the basement man. It's, it's the dungeon mm-hmm. if the basement had a dungeon which had a cellar yes just just keep digging down <laughs> um, yeah I, I think it's going to be between yeah, La La Land and Moonlight I've, I've not seen Moonlight um, but it, it feels a bit like when 12 Years a Slave won and I heard kind of in, or quotes from people saying oh, I didn't see it but I voted for it anyway because it was the right one to vote for it seems a bit a bit odd um, what did you think of Arrival? Do you like Arrival? I did like Arrival. Um, it felt a bit slow at times. Um, oh, but when we talk about best actress, I would like to talk about Amy Adams being snapped from it. Let's let, let's do let's do that now, shall we? Yeah. Let's um, do that. So best actress, we've got uh, Isabel Huppert, or possibly Huppert. I still haven't found out for Elle. Uh, Ruth Neger for Loving, Natalie Portman for Jackie, Emma Stone for La La Land, and uh, of course. Meryl Streep. <laughs> exactly. Uh, for Franz Foster Jenkins. But no Amy Adams. No Amy Adams. I'm, very, I, I'm a little bit uh, peeved by that, by that, actually, because I thought she was really good in Arrival, and I think she carried she the entire great. film. Yeah. She pretty much yeah, carried the entire film. She was fantastic in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd, I'd say she was she's definitely better than, uh, than Meryl Streep was. I mean, I, I like Meryl Streep as much as the next guy, but yeah, Amy Adams was a stronger performance uh, for me. I... I would actually also say Kate Beckinsale was robbed she, in, in Love and Friendship, which is a Jane Austen adaptation that came out last year. Of course, it came out last year. Um, and she, yeah, she was absolutely fantastic in that film. Never seen her close to being that good. Mm. Um, really great comedic performance. I know the Academy doesn't always like comedy very much. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've not seen... In fact, La La Land and Florence Foster Jenkins are the only ones I've seen on that list. Um, so, five. so I think that makes it really hard to call. Who cares? I'm saying Natalie Portman's going to win it. Done. <laughs> what? Her, her second Oscar. Her second Oscar. I think I just I I read a thing a couple of years ago about the formula for predicting it, and have, if you've won an Oscar before, that helps apparently. What What was the formula for predicting it? Well, it's I think things like oh. how many nominations has it had, how many nominations. Well, Meryl Streep has won had. three Oscars, and she has like what thousands of nominations. That's true. So yep. by that formula, you should have chosen Meryl Streep then. I should have done, but I didn't. Um. What are you going to do? Emma Stone was good in La La Land, though. She was. I think... I don't feel it's... I don't feel it's 
Best Actress Award worthy. I don't know. I think La La Land will win lots of Oscars, but I think they'll mostly be... Well, I think they'll, be, they'll pick up everything that's vaguely related to sound, I thought. So songs and score and sound mixing and sound anything like that. But, um, uh, let's talk Best Actor then, shall we? Yeah. Um, well, it's going to be Casey Affleck, isn't it? It has to be Casey uh, Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've not even seen the other three. I've seen uh, only Manchester by the Sea and La La Land, but Casey Affleck was so good in Manchester by yeah. the Sea. So we've got Casey Affleck, we've got Andrew Garfield in Hacksaw Ridge, Ryan Gosling in La La Land, uh, Viggo Mortensen in Captain Fantastic, and Denzel Washington for Fences. Uh, but yeah, Casey Affleck, he's got this one sewn up. He yeah. was so, yes, he was fun, phenomenal in that one. He, yeah. he, def- he would definitely beat Ryan Gosling. But all of the yeah, two films I've yeah. seen, he's definitely better than Ryan Gosling. I mean, he played such a... I mean, for those who have not seen Manchester by the Sea before, um, it's basically Casey Affleck is playing an, uh, an uncle uh, who has gone back to Manchester by the Sea, which is a place yep. in America, apparently, to yep. take care not, of his... Not the one in Lancashire, Britain. Not, uh, definitely not the one in Lancashire. And is, like, is that even by the sea, by any sea? Uh, there's the Manchester Shipping Canal. <laughs> no, then. <laughs> uh, he he went back to Manchester by the sea to take care of his nephew when he found out his um, brother had an untimely death. Mm. And he played a very subdued. Um, at the beginning, it, when you you know, when you didn't know anything, he was playing a very subdued character. And it's quite difficult to play subtlety. Yeah, as an actor. Yeah. And he did it so well. And in fact, I've seen Hacksaw Ridge, which is a great film. I recommend that one. It's it's a so it's a war film, which I'm not generally a massive fan of. Um, but it's it's about a conscientious objector uh, who gets, well, he actually he volunteers to be in the army, thinking he can just be a medic. And then, and in fact, he ends up. I say that's not really a spoiler. He, he ends up being a medic, but there's lots of issues with him saying he's not going to carry a gun. Uh, but it's really well directed. I think it gets a bit over overly melodramatic at times. Some of it is a bit too Hollywood, but. Um, no, I really enjoyed that. Andrew Garfield's great in it. I don't think he'll win this time, but according to my watertight formula, it means he'll uh, he'll win one soon. Right. Um, <laughs> supporting roles. I think these are actually pretty hard to call. Told you. Yeah. So we have <clears throat> Mahershala Ali for Moonlight, uh, Jeff Bridges for Helen High Water, Lucas Hedges Manchester by the Sea, Dev Patel for Lion, and Michael Shannon for Nocturnal Animals. The weird thing being. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson just won the Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor for Nocturnal Animals, and they've they've chosen a different supporting actor for this mm-hmm. one. Yeah, yes. uh, I think Hugh Grant was robbed here. I think Hugh Grant was phenomenal in in Florence Foster Jenkins. Can't believe he's not uh, not been nominated. But uh, I'm going to say Zijan, I'm going to say it's going to go to Mahershala Ali. For what reason? Um, because the Academy will feel they need to give something to Moonlight. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> your, your, what do you your think? logic is impeccable it's pretty great yeah definitely well I think well done to Dev Patel for being nominated for an Oscar really yeah uh, he's, he's done yeah. really well for his himself so far I mean for his career especially it's he's it's, come, come a long way since Skins yeah I know he was in Bristol hmm. filming Skins and now he's Oscar nominated well done him well done and Lucas well, Hedges ha- in Manchester by the Sea was pretty good as well I thought yeah he was. I, I don't think he'll win so this time. I think. I think in general, the acting in Manchester by the Sea was just outstanding, top notch. Although it brings me on to the best supporting actress. Yep. Where Michelle Williams is nominated. Yes. 
and she was good, but she was barely in it. She was in like three scenes, I thought. Mm. Well, so, Judy Dench. Yes. You, you. <laughs> she won. <laughs> Judy Dench won for how long? Like seven minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, yes, for Black Shakespeare in Love. Well, she, she's up against Viola Davis for Fences, Naomi Harris for Moonlight, Nicole Kimmon for Lion, and Octavia Spencer for Hidden Figures. That's uh, I've only seen um, Manchester by the Sea from those. Uh, it's a it's a three fifths black nomination list. So there you go. Oscars are doing something right diversity wise. Mm-hmm. And Viola Davis for she's what taken. reason? <laughs> uh, because why the hell not? Yeah, you see, I, I, I knew you were worried you were going to lose our credibility. <laughs> you see, when when it. When it turns out, I'm going to play back this bit of the recording and show how I do. Basically, because I don't think Michelle Williams did enough to win it. Um, I don't think Nicole McKimmon's going to win, a, win another Oscar. And for other and, three? Uh, uh, Naomi Harris from Moonlight. I don't know. She's a she's a Bond girl, effectively. You don't give Oscars to them, apart from Halle Berry. Um, <laughs> I have no logic. No. I don't know for Anna Davis. No. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah you, can, you can play this back, Colin, and I'll play back <laughs> the graph of our listeners slowly falling in the next few months to come. I think this makes us approachable, you know? I does it? Does they, it? They, 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 our listeners don't like to think of us as, as in our ivory towers with our, <laughs> with our in-depth cinematic knowledge. They I think like you're think confusing us... this with the Guardian newspaper comment Maybe. section. <laughs> okay, let's, uh, let's wrap this up with directing. Who's going to win Best Director? Is it going to be... Denis, or possibly Denis Villeneuve for Arrival. It's going to be Mel Gibson for Hacksaw Ridge. Is it going to be Damien Chazelle for La La Land? Is it going to be whoever directed Manchester by the Sea? Or is it going to be whoever directed Moonlight? I didn't print off who uh, who the actual directors were. <laughs> shall, so I, shall, I was... shall I? It's Kenneth Lonergan for Manchester by the Sea and Barry Thank Jenkins for Moonlight. Just to give us some credibility back. <laughs> I thought it was just doing pretty well. I was like three yeah. from five just just by memory. Yes, well done. And then it all it all fell apart. Mm. Um, it's late. Have we mentioned it's late? Who's going to win this one, Zijan? Um, I've only seen two, but I okay. thought that La. Oh, I've only seen three actually, but I thought mm. among Arrival, Manchester by the Sea, and La La Land, I thought La La Land was the better directed one. So I think it's... the three, I would choose it. I think it's going that way. I don't think they're going to give an Academy Award to Mel Gibson yet because. Enough people haven't forgiven him. Um, yeah. And I've already forgotten who directed Moonlight, so they can't be that good. So I'm right. going to. You haven't seen the film, Colin. <laughs> I saw the trailer. Um, I agree. La La Land. Can I, can I, I bring what? another uh, category in, Colin? Last one. Please do. Please do. Is it animated feature? Yes. <laughs> Best animated feature film. Yes. Have you seen Have you seen all of them? I've seen three of them. Okay. Out of five. So Kubo and the Two Strings. Uh, Moana, My Life as a Zucchini, The Red Turtle, and Zootopia. So shouldn't that be the... my life as shouldn't that be my life as a courgette <laughs> in this country? <laughs> no, we're running out of them. Okay, um, we are, aren't we? Yeah. Courgette shortage. Courgette shortage. Um, out of five, I've seen Kubo and the Two Strings, Moana, and Zootopia. So out of um, the three that I've seen, I thought Zootopia was the more challenging film. Okay. From Disney. So I um I think it will win. But personally I'm hoping that Kubo and the two strings would win something. I think they've nominated for best visual effects as well. I'm hoping they'll win that because it's being made in stop motion. Okay. And it's a dying art. And um 
stop motion feature film. It's it's just stunning when you, when it's done properly. It's it looks amazing. So I'm hoping it wins something because it's not a very popular film. Both Moana and Zootopia are Disney, yeah. and hence they have more leverage behind them, and they have more marketing behind them. Whereas yeah. Kubo and the Two Strings wasn't, you know, wasn't big, but it was great. It was such a beautiful film, and I hope they win something just to, you know. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I'm backing. I'm backing Zootopia, because uh, that's the one I've seen the most posters for. I haven't seen any of those films. <laughs> no doubt. Weirdly, I haven't even heard of some. So the um, film Twentieth Century Women was nominated for uh, best original screenplay. I've ne- never even heard of it before. It's. Yeah. I, I had a qu- quick look at it, and uh, it, it kind of had limited release last year, but has not been released um, properly anywhere. It has no release date as far as I can work out. So that's a bit oh, odd. Wow. Uh, the only thing I would say is uh, Hell or High Water, which mentioned a couple of categories, uh, is really good as well. It's a, it's a kind of modern-day Western. Chris Pine and uh, Ben Foster uh, play bank robbers up against uh, Jeff Bridge, who plays the sheriff. It's quite quite old-school in, in theme, because it is basically just yeah, a sheriff after some robbers, but it's beautifully made. I think uh, Chris Pine is a little bit too good-looking uh, for the role, but hey, there you go. Apart from that, I recommend that one. It's good we done? Yep. Excellent. Uh, when when the Oscar results are announced at the end of February, um, I'll edit together the things I said to make it sound as if I got them all right. And uh, there we go. Mm, the power of editing. Exactly. On to the world of aliens. Ooh. There you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, That's a great alien sound, wasn't it? Um, yes. Yes, it was. Um, so we're talking I'm aliens, an alien but in al- this country, Colin. Remember, you did what in this country? I'm an alien in this country. You are. Are you an alien antagonist? No. No. Not at all. In which case, you're not eligible for this category. <laughs> talk, talk to me about alien films, Zijan. Oh, so the the funny thing is when we um, when Colin and I were discussing about what to do this this time around, we're talking about aliens. Um, I listed the amount of aliens films I have, and I had. I've seen at least 27 wow. because most sci-fi films had aliens in them. You can even count films like uh, uh, The Avengers. Yes. I think they had aliens in them as well. Guardians of the Galaxy would have aliens in them. Yeah. And they're just... Aliens is a broad, broad term. So we impose some rules. Yes. We... So in, in this discussion, we're looking at aliens who are bad guys. And we're excluding any comic book films i believe yes we are so where should we start but i i guess the the first film we should look at is alien makes sense do you do you like aliens. alien aliens I've only, I've... aliens three alien four resurrection i think something like that. yeah um alien versus predator alien versus predator 2 how many of them have you seen i've seen alien aliens and alien versus predator how many have you seen yeah same here actually okay yeah, I actually have the DVDs for Alien and Aliens. Wow, <laughs> wow! Now this is my this is my non-acting shocked voice because <laughs> that must uh, that, they must make up between them at least ten percent of your DVD collection. I, I think so too. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, they make up like yeah, they do. They were for a pound. That's why I bought them. Okay. No, it, it's it's just a very complicated story. I I I was playing a board game based on the Alien theme. Okay. Thought, hey, maybe I should watch them. So I got them and watched them. Well, that's a I, that, I, that is a complicated story. It is. <laughs> it's, a got, it's got a start. It's got a middle. It's got an end. It was a... <laughs> exactly. Did you pick out the conflict in the middle? Uh, yes. Yeah. 
And the resolution in the end. The resolution being you watched them. <laughs> yeah, I watched them. Yes. Anyway, on, on to the was... next film. No, okay. Um, what did you like them? That's that's the that's the main thing. Yeah, uh, I remember seeing glimpses of Alien when I was younger. Um, I'm I'm not a big fan of the horror genre. No. And I, I don't think you are as well. But I'm pretty sure when I was younger, I've seen glimpses of it because um, uh, I know the TV was on and I was in the living room and my parents were watching something and then. Um, you know the 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 mother alien came out oh, yes. with that, and I was so freaked out by that, and it was so scary. Um, when I was little, yeah. but when I rewatched it, it wasn't as. I don't know. It, it, I was. I. I guess I was expecting a lot more. Yeah. From the films, um, what with all the um. I mean, aliens have quite a, quite a good fan base. People I think. love those films. Really, really yeah. love them. I've, I, yeah, like you, I don't like horror films. I don't really like action films much. So these are basically action horrors. So they're not, they're not made for me. But I just found them so boring. Like, it's just Sigourney Weaver wandering around a spaceship for an hour. It's so, I mean, so the, the bit where the alien jumps out the chest, which everyone knows is going to happen, that, yeah, that's pretty because cool. It's been, you know, in almost every meme on the internet now. Sure, and it's been parodied for decades so yeah. That, so yeah fair play that's that's not bad but some people love this like really love the alien mythos you've got all kinds of obviously you've got the prometheus now and you got an alien covenant coming out and i'm sure there must be loads of alien comics and and spin-offs like what have you but and an alien board game which i've been playing and the alien board game of course um but yeah i, I just don't care <laughs> i don't yeah I, someone friend of mine kept banging on about aliens saying i had to watch it i had to watch it i absolutely love it and i watched it and thought, yeah this, okay she's now she's finding some aliens and now there's a little kid and now they're finding some more aliens well yeah. I, I didn't find it boring uh, well I, I just didn't find it as i didn't know what i was going to expect i didn't know whether it was going to be a horror is it supposed to be a horror because yeah. uh, it wasn't as tense as i expected it to be and i'm not good with horror films myself yeah. and I, I i tend to jump a lot but Alien, I just watched through without blinking, I think. You watched through without blinking? I, yeah. I'm i not sure you watched the entire film without blinking. I don't think that's true. Well, I, I wasn't phased. Okay. Well, there you go. We've it's lost... Exaggeration component is a hyperbole. Oh, I see. Know. Oh, it's a... English. Oh, thank you. If only it had been a different language, I'd have understood. Um, well, there you go. We've lost all the uh, all the listeners that we didn't already lose from our Oscar segment. Um... We have already lost them already, Colin. That's why I didn't bother about this. Let's plow on. Um, let's uh, jump to one of my favourite Alien films which we have talked about a bit before actually so we'll rush through it but Age of Tomorrow is a, mm-hmm. is a great film Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt um, but again it's aliens invading Earth um, Tom Cruise basically just has to relive the same time period over and over again so every, every time he dies he restarts the day effectively um, the aliens in it you don't they're not very well developed in fact they're not developed at all from personality no. wise are they they're kind of just things that attack you um, yeah, just because. Yeah, so I guess that, we don't really know what their plan is. Actually, what 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 were the aliens' ultimate motives? Good point. I mean, the, usually in these things, they're they're draining the Earth's core of energy, or they're taking over. Just need more space or something, isn't it? So I don't remember, but I'm sure it's something like that. I guess some of these films we're talking about are going to have very interesting aliens, and some of them are just going to have. We needed something for the the good guys to for them to for fight them to fight. Yeah. So uh, I I went to those ones. We have talked about this one before but um check it out and i own a dvd for this as well wow there you go that's three look at this um there's a sequel coming apparently so we'll see how that goes mm. what else you got 
I have Mars Attacks. Okay. Have you seen that before? I have not. One of Michael J. Fox's uh, earlier voice roles, I believe. Yeah, um, it's an ensemble cast, and it stars Jack Nicholson, right? Glenn Close, Annette Bening, okay, Pierce Brosnan, oh. Danny DeVito, Sarah Jessica Parker, Natalie Portman as well. Really? Yeah, she was in okay. it. And that's why I'm going to discuss her <laughs> in yeah. Active Factor as well. Um, yeah, she stars as the um, president's daughter. So how many of these people are, are live action? How many of these are cartoons? Uh, quite a few are live action. Okay. Like Jack Nicholson is live action, Glenn Close is live, live action, and Anne yeah. is live action. So quite a few. Okay. Yeah. It's basically a parody of science fiction B-movies. Right. Um, <laughs> with elements of black comedy and poly- political satire. So do you know how um, they, they killed the aliens in the end? Uh, no. Spoilers for Mars Attacks. How do they do it? The Martians hates blow up when they hear Slim Whitman's Indian love call. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Why not? Eh? Yes. Maybe, maybe we should have done this as, a, as an extra segment. How do you kill the aliens each, in each of these films? Yeah, well, um, in in Alien... Just by shooting them a whole bunch, isn't it? She did. <laughs> she escaped in an escape hatch and just shot them. Yeah, lot. and in, uh, in Edge of Tomorrow... Edge of Tomorrow by restarting the day by finding a the mothership the or something, I don't know. something at the Louvre. <laughs> the very important thing he had to find. They found something at the Louvre and they went into the lake. It's not. It's not the Da Vinci Code. Um, a bomb in. It was at the Louvre, wasn't it? I I don't remember. There was a pyramid there. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, spoilers for these films. Uh, it seems, but it seems, since we can't really remember what happened in a lot of them, um, kind of half spoilers, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Tell you what, uh, Independence Day and the sequel, Independence Day Resurgence, mm-hmm. uh, starring your favourite actor, Will Smith. Uh, the first one was, well, 96 or thereabouts, wasn't it? And again, it was uh, aliens coming to take over the Earth for their alien-specific reasons uh, that I can't remember. Uh, mostly remembered for the, the exciting set piece where the White House got blown up. Yep, very memorable. Let's not, let's not follow down that rabbit hole. Um <laughs> Anyway, uh, this is not a political podcast. It's not a political listen. podcast. It's not a political no, podcast. We welcome all people to listen to this. Yep, um, all aliens are welcome. They don't have to climb over a wall uh, to get. No, uh, everyone is welcome, <laughs> Colin. Everyone. everyone, even the people who built the wall, even the Martians who want to blow us all up, um, are very welcome. So I, I enjoy Independence Day as much as the next guy. Um, good. Will, Will Smith is at his charismatic best. It was before he did the thing that you hate about trying to take over every film. So it was a bit more ensemble with your Jeff Goldblums and your, your Judd Hirsches. And possibly, it wasn't Jada Pinkett Smith in that? Possibly. Mm. Who knows? I don't remember the film. Uh, do you know how they killed the aliens in that one? Uh, they downloaded a virus, I think. Computer, computer virus, virus, yes. Computer virus and sent it into um, the mothership. Exactly. Yeah, we, we can't get Microsoft and Apple to be compatible, but apparently their computer virus was compatible with alien technology. Um, so that's good. And It's set in the future, isn't it? Um, No... No. <laughs> no, I think it, <laughs> I think it was I think it was present day. Um when it was out. Independence Day Resurgence though. Have you seen that? Uh no. No, it's um it's not very good. It's it's garbage to be honest. But um, that's why I didn't bother watching yeah, it. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know why I bothered watching it, but it's it's again set present day, but it's kind of a different it's an alternate 
present day because if aliens try and blow up your entire world you you, you bother to try and defend yourself later so um that, that bit was quite interesting they, yeah they had lots of anti-alien technology basically like um uh, you always have lots of things flying around uh, looking out for aliens and lots of people mm. like scientists will have you spent their, their lives uh preparing for the return but it's i don't think i've ever seen a film where quite so many people die where i just don't care at all there's, there's a kind of cast of very bland actors that yeah, someone playing will smith's son one of the hems was it actually uh, was it will smith's son no playing will smith's it son? wasn't no it's was, it was some guy thanks <laughs> you know fair enough it could have been worse um one of the hemsworths probably liam uh was there someone chinese i forget who to try and appeal yeah. to the chinese market it was kind of a it was almost like casting by by committee like well who's going to bring in the most people um jeff goldblum was pretty good in it I mean, he was just on a whale of a time. But yeah, there's, the, the, the characters... The, the scene that really I remember is there's a few of them flying through London, which is being entirely destroyed, like literally millions of people dying, and none of them seem to care at all. And I think, well, if you don't care, why should I care, basically? How did they destroy the aliens in the end? Uh, they went into the mothership... I honestly don't remember what they then did. <laughs> <laughs> was it another computer virus? I don't think so. Hey, we've upgraded our computer system. Okay. Oh, we no. upgrade our... oh I think they, they went and killed... They, they discovered the aliens were kind of wearing some sort of protective gear and they managed to get the protective gear off and shoot them. Something like that. <laughs> Have you got you got any uh, any good ones? Um, I've got Starship Troopers. Okay. Um, have you seen that? No. Um, it's it's more militaristic um, than the other films we've seen. So it follows a soldier. Right. Uh, called Johnny Rico. And uh, basically it's about him learning, training to be a soldier. And then you, you see him from becoming recruit to os- uh, to officer. And they're basically fighting aliens. Okay. Um, who they're called arachnids in the, uh, in, in the film because they're bug-like. So they have eight legs. Uh, not all of them. Okay, some of them. Yeah, the the I remember this film um quite clearly because there was a sequence where um they they were training. So it, it's quite a, a a militaristic film. So you see them learning, you know, training, um, learning how to defeat the aliens and all right. that. Um, and there was a sequence where there was a bunch of soldiers um in a simulated uh war zone. Okay. And they they were told to keep their helmets on at all time. And then um, this this the protagonist um, told someone to fix his helmet, and the guy removed his helmet. No, and got his head rookie mistake. Off. Rookie mistake. Yeah, yes. got his head completely blown off in that in that training simulator. So I in the simulator. That, yes. Uh, well, that's a it, that's a badly designed a simulator. Of, yeah. Well, is there a way of saying this? But it it, it was practice. But they were being shot at by real, you know. <laughs> Wow, real stuff. Yeah, okay. It's harsh. It's a harsh dystopian world out there. Yeah, no, that's um, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Speaking of dystopia, uh, is, I know. I was, oh, how did how did they uh, how did they defeat the aliens? Uh, well, they they captured um a brain bug, right? Yeah, um, and managed to study it, but um, before. Uh, but before that, uh, um, they tried to threaten it with a small nuclear bomb. Well, just a small one. That's fine. Just a, uh, just a small one. Cloverfield. You seen Cloverfield? Uh, no, that's the one with the handheld footage. 
Uh, there's plenty of handheld versions, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. J.J. Uh, Abrams. The It was well known for um, the posters and the trailer having uh, basically the, the head of the Statue of Liberty rolling down the road. Uh, which I think they actually they put it in a, as a trailer and it wasn't actually in the film and they had to kind of quickly add it to the film. Um, it's, it's almost kind of like a Godzilla type thing because there's a, a massive creature that's causing destruction. Uh, but it's an alien creature rather than a... Yeah. But you don't get to see it clearly, do you? Uh, you you do actually. You, you don't for ages and then you do. So I think it, it's... I mean, it's not tiny budget, but it was low enough budget that they didn't want to show too much stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I was a bit surprised that you did get to see it clearly actually because um, I thought you wouldn't at all. Uh, basically, just yeah, it says handheld. For, I don't know where it's found footage. I can't really remember. I think it might be. So yeah, you see basically a, a gang of twenty-somethings running away trying to escape this thing. Um, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty pretty scary at times. So one of the interesting things is yeah, it's a massive alien thing, but it's got various parasites on it, which are human size. And like, so these things you got can kill you just as easily as the uh, as the main monster itself. And in fact, if you get bitten by one of them, you later blow up uh, or explode. There's, there's quite a scary scene where one of the characters just like she's complaining of feeling really ill and stuff, and she goes behind a screen and then just explodes. Um, oh wow, that's gruesome. Yeah, yeah. No, it's all found footage now. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it, it was kind of a big hype. They, they had a great marketing campaign. Like it was kind of the viral, one of the earlier examples of viral marketing. Well, I've not seen it myself, but I've heard that sometimes the handheld footage can be very shaky and gives people headaches. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's fair. And like all handheld, well, like all found footage things, the, the, the reasons that they've got the footage sometimes get a bit tenuous. But, uh, mm. <laughs> of course. Oh, we're holding the camera this entire time. Yeah. How often do you, does anyone hold a yes. camera out right now? No, really? Who? Well, who ex- exactly. I mean, so. Oh, we are being chased by a zombie. Oh, let's film it. Let's make sure we capture it for posterity. Um, yeah, why not? Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, and apparently it's in the same universe as 10 Cloverfield Lane, which I haven't seen. I don't know how that all ties together. That's the sequel? Well, it's... Uh, yeah, I don't think they quite call it a sequel. It's set in the same universe, I think, it was as far as they're prepared to go. Um, mm. Yeah. Although, what I remember of Cloverfield Lane, the way they defeat the alien is that they don't. <laughs> they just all die. Um, That's cheery. So pretty much the entire yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it ends with just everyone dying, um, which is yeah, I could be wrong. It's been a while, mm. but yeah, there you go. What else you got? Um, the the other few I have, um, unfortunately, I think would end up in our young adult part two. Okay. Podcast, so, so I don't want to talk. Let's about not them let's not waste them. Right now. Um. It's probably a, worth a quick mention of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I've not seen that. Just because I, I, I worry that we have one or two listeners left, and I want to make sure we get rid of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to come out and say it. There's very little wrong with that film that isn't also wrong with the other Indiana Jones films. I'm not seeing it, so I can't really tell. No, there you go. Yeah. Send hate mail to... Movies at gmail.com um, or, or just Colin's email or, or just, just you me you just... don't need to send any email to me at all I've not seen the film at all so <laughs> please don't say anything to solidarity, me solidarity Zijan one for one, one for one no? okay didn't uh, he hide in the fridge or something uh, he, he did uh, get in a fridge to avoid a nuclear explosion that isn't the best bit uh, okay that's not the best bit um, yeah there you go um I've got a few more, but maybe we'll save them to a different Alien episode. Yep. Um, we can do that. 
So, um, yeah. Well, actually, I've only mentioned one Tom Cruise film, Zijan. How could I not mention War of the Worlds? Um, pos- yeah. Possibly possibly Steven Spielberg's worst film. No, that's not true. It's not very good. Anyway, that's enough Aliens. <laughs> Have you enjoyed the Alien segment, Zijan? That was quite fun, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't... I mean, that's only half of the films I've seen. It's only, there you go. If that's not tantalising, I don't know what is. Tune in for the Aliens 2 Sometime. segment when we get around to doing it. Sometime soon. And then the presumably the the uh, Alien Resurgence, or Insurgence, or whatever it's called. Resurrection. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, enough Aliens. Let's talk Natalie Portman. Um, that's, yeah, the, Natalie Portman. that's the segue yeah, between those segments. Natalie Portman as well. Okay. Mars so, Attacks. Mars Attacks. And of course, I guess she's an alien because she's from a galaxy far, far away um, when she was in Star Wars. Yeah, she was. Um, Star Wars 1, 2, and 3. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. Mm. Uh, uh, Let's let's talk about those then. Um, Star Wars 3 is pretty good. They were not my favourite films. No. 1 and 2. One one is terrible. 2 is pretty bad. 2 was awful. It's not as bad as (laughs) 1. 2 was awful. I recently. No, I I think the the bit of two that irks me the most, um, not only Hayden Christensen. Yes. <laughs> but the, the the stupid love scene where they were gambling in the hills with those weird rhinoceros. That creatures. is literally my favorite scene in that film. Um, the worst <laughs> scene ever in that film. You, it's awful. It's when they're sitting in the sitting in the meadow talking about government and Jedi. Yeah. Best scene in the film. Um, it's so awful, and that is why. We make a good team. There you go. Um, views. Yeah, no, I, we, we could talk for ages about how terrible the Star Wars prequels are, but uh, I don't think any of that's Natalie Portman's fault. She did what she could. Can I say that's like the worst Natalie Portman film I've seen? Star Wars 2? Star Wars 2 and uh, Star Wars 1 very close behind. Uh, okay. Um, fine, I've got worse than that, I'll tell you. What? Um, uh, well, I really hated Closer. I know it, it did it did well, uh, critically. I've not seen Closer. Basically, it's it's, it's her, Julie Roberts, Clive Owen. Clive, do you remember when Clive Owen was still making films? Anyway, um, and somebody else. There's another guy in it. I can't remember. Jude Law. Um, and it's it's from a play, uh, I think. And it, yeah, so it, it did well critically. But I just, I don't really get on board with films where everyone is entirely unsympathetic. I, I kind of get that you can have antagonists, and you, yeah, you don't have to really like everyone. But when everyone is just absolutely despicable. I just don't care about yeah. any of them, and that's that's the closer. problem with Closer. Yeah, uh, so I'd say that's probably my least favorite of her films. Well, Not even her bad British accent. I'm gonna say V for Vendetta. Her bad British accent is up there. Um, <laughs> it's not a bad film, though. It's not a bad film. It's just a terrible, terrible accent. Um, yeah, which is she's. Um, I've also seen the other Berlin Girl, which is good. Her and Scarlett Johansson and um, Eric Banner. Uh, mm, I like the other Berlin Girl. Yeah. as well. Henry it's D- quite distorted, apparently. Is it? Okay. From the, the from history. But her English accent in that is spot on. So she can do it. Hmm. As is Scarlett Johansson. So as is Eric Banners. None of them are English. Why are there no English people in that film? I think there was some controversial. I think this is like... If this is not whitewashing, what is it called? Uh, de-anglicising. Hmm. And I'm personally very, very angry about it. Yeah? Yeah. Are you offended, Colin? I am offended. I should have been in that film. I could have played Henry VIII. I was a bit young at the time, actually. Fair enough. A little bit. <laughs> um, have you seen No Strings Attached? 
I have not. That's the one that's quite similar to another film which came out exactly around the same time as it did. Uh, it's very, very similar to uh, the one with Justin Timberlake. To Justin Timberlake and um, Mila Kunis. Yes. Which... Friends with Benefits. That's the one. Uh, you know what? I'm not proud of it. I enjoyed No Strings Attached. It's garbage. I, I know it's garbage, but still. I enjoyed it. What can I say? Um. <laughs> I enjoyed Mr. McGurum's wonderful emporium. Did you? I did. I did. Yeah. I did not. I, I thought it was just you know childish fun. Really, I think the problem is that so she she plays someone who works at a, a wonder emporium, which is basically a toy shop. Um, mm, she was the our point of view, really. Yes, my problem is I think I hadn't realised how much of a kids' film it was going to be. So it, it was like it it seemed full on kids' film rather than a kind of it was proper full on yeah, kids' film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you ever seen uh, Heat? I've not seen Heat. People love Heat. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Robert De Niro and uh, Al Pacino together for the first time. Actually, no, it can't be the first time. Then Godfather Two, together for uh, a fairly unusual number of times. Uh, one of them's a cop. One of them isn't. They there's a there's a great scene in the diner where they kind of. Uh, Going back and forth, but it's one of the few scenes they're actually in together. I think it was a bit of a waste of opportunity myself, uh, but other people love it. It's a fair play. Uh, she she was quite young in that she played someone's daughter. Um, she she started a career quite early, didn't she? Yeah, Le- Le- Leon, Leon, uh, yeah, the professional uh, was a debut, I think. Have you seen that? I have long time ago, and in fact, I, I, a friend of mine, we, we both agreed to lend each other like, our five favorite films or five films we thought the other person should watch, and that was the one he once he let me, but. It was. I think it might have been a knockoff DVD copy where the basically the the sound was so incredibly low that I couldn't hear. I basically had to have subtitles on the entire time and couldn't hear anything happening, which is not the best way to watch a film. So I'm gonna watch it again one of these days. Mm. Uh, just got time for Garden State. Garden State. I can say. I just about to mention Garden State. Mm. Zach Braff. Zach Braff wrote and directed. I think. Yeah, you lent me the DVD for Garden State as well. I think. Did I? That's nice, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah, I've seen it. I finished it. What do you think? Um, I can't remember it now. Okay, I love that film. I think it's it's very weird to begin with. So Zach Braff plays a, a an actor who's coming back home to to New Jersey, which is the Garden State, uh, after his mum's death, and and he meets Natalie Portman, who's uh, who lives locally. They uh, threw stuff off a trailer. They threw stuff off a trailer. Yeah. They, they stood on top of the trailer and screamed whilst wearing bin bags. Oh, they screamed. Yeah, yes. they screamed off the trailer. Um, yeah. it's, it's kind of, it is kind of weird. It's very weird, in fact. But I, I, it's, a, it's a beautiful love story, I think. I think they work really well together. Um, it is one of my favourite films, I think. I can't, I, I can't remember any of it. Fair enough. And then we have her Oscar-winning film. We do. Um, Black Swan. To date. Uh, Black Swan, which... I'm sure it's great, but it scared the hell out of me, and I had I stopped watching it after like twenty minutes. What? Why? It's just uh, I I guess I don't like psychological thrillers where people peel their skin off. Um, oh yes, oh yes. I just like I can't oh, I yes, can't yes, watch yes. this anymore. Yeah, I, I remember that bit now. Now now that you brought it up, yeah, you're right. She did peel her skin oh. off. That was um wasn't expected. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this in the cinema. That was definitely not expected whatsoever. Okay. So uh, well, I enjoyed I'm... the film. I like the acting okay. was really good. Uh, I thought it was done really well, and she learned how to do ballet as well, just for the film. Okay, mm, so it was quite impressive. You gonna watch Jackie? 
Uh, yeah, probably will if I get the opportunity. But I've got so many on my list to watch. Yeah. It's January season. There's just every, films coming out left and right. Yeah. I'm seeing it on, uh, on Monday, uh, which is probably actually, by the time this goes live, it will probably be past Monday. So I have already seen it um, as far as that goes. All right, let me know how it goes. The weirdest one I've got here is the Darjeeling Limited, which is a Wes Anderson film. It's quite, it's good fun. It's um, they're they're going basically three brothers who are on a train ride through India. Uh, it's it's very class. It's very Wes Anderson. Yeah, <laughs> um, oh, I love I love Wes Anderson's style. Have you seen? There's a YouTube clip about why Wes Anderson directed X Men. I have seen that. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. So but funny. but uh, Natalie Portman is in a, is is in one scene, which is the opening scene, except that wasn't shown in cinemas. Um, it's, Does that count? It's, I don't know. It's on the DVD, and it's basically yeah. At the start of the film, uh, Adrian Brady's character has just broken up with his. I think he's broken up, or he's just left uh, his girlfriend, who's played by Natalie Portman. But only in, only in this scene that you. That, I think it was played at some festivals, and it was it's on the DVD, but wasn't in the cinematic release. Weird. There you go. Um, so I think we haven't agreed on anything uh, with Natalie Portman. Uh, but hey, who cares? Let's move on to the quiz. Quiz! Quiz indeed. Oh, actor Factor for next week. Oh yes, sorry, Actor Factor for next week. Um, who's it going to be, Zijan? And by next week, we mean next fortnight. Next fortnight, I'm going with Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, the man who will make anything. The, t- the sound you can hear me, the sound you can hear is me typing the words Bruce Willis, so I don't forget. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he'll make anything these days. I look forward to discussing those films. Yeah, yep. that'll be great. And now the excitement of the quiz, which, as we've mentioned before, is about last year's Oscars, the 88th yes. Academy Awards. Um, right, I'm going to ask the first question, Sujan. Are you ready? Go on, Colin. Spotlight won Best Picture and which, <laughs> and which other award? Um, uh, this would be Original Screenplay. Correct, 1-0. Good work. Uh, question one for me was uh, which film won best animated feature film? Ooh, best animated you feature. You know I look about this. This is my favourite category. Of course. And I'm trying to remember which, which whether I've got the right year because I know that Big Hero 6 won but was that last year or was that the year before? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Big Hero 6. No, and you've seen this film before as well, Colin. Oh no! In your coddies, as well. What was it? Inside Out. Inside Out was that that year? Yeah. Ah dear. A, okay. A, yeah. Disappointing. Uh, two of the best picture nominees didn't win any Oscars at all. Name either of them. <laughs> what? Two of the big best picture nominees. Oh, I'm trying to remember what came out last year. Um, what came out last year? There was... That's that's the crux of the of the of the quiz. Um. Yeah, that's, 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 I can't I can't think of what came out last year. It's, it's now gone gone eleven thirty. So this might be why we're not very good at this. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I, I, let me draw this out. Of all the times you've been drawing out, Colin, okay. I'm going to accumulate for this question. Okay, I can wait. <laughs> oh, come on. There is uh, the big shot. They win. No, I'm pretty sure it won something. Uh, there was room, but Brie Larson won it. Uh, there was. Uh, 
This is so annoying. Yeah. Right, I'm giving up. I don't know what it is. No, you give up? Yeah. Uh, you could have had either the Brooklyn or the Martian. Mm. Oh, the Martian was in it. Mm. Uh, dang it. So, uh, next on my question. Uh, Nick. <laughs> it's really. <laughs> <laughs> question two. Question two. Um, Inside Out 1, best animated feature film. If only you'd ask these questions the other way around, I'd be laughing. Okay. Yep. Um, and which characters and, and characters from which animated film presented that award? Okay. Um, I am going to say it's characters from Frozen. Nope. It's from Toy Story. Is it really? Yes, it was Woody, Buzz Lightyear, and the Squeeze Toy Aliens. Oh dear. Okay, your question three, um, which you might remember from our discussion earlier. Uh, which film had the most nominations? Um, I think it was The Revenant. It was The Revenant, 2 0. Yes. I'm not doing well um, here. Okay. Number three, at the age of 87, Ennio Morricone was believed to be the oldest competitive winner in Oscar history. But which category do you get an Oscar for? Uh, so he he's the guy who did the score for um, Hateful Eight, I think. So I'm going to say uh, original score. Yeah, that's correct. Because he did all the spaghetti westerns back then, didn't he? Um, yeah, he does. In fact, I recognise your phrase directly word for word from the Wikipedia article. Um, but, okay, um, you might then have spotted this. Question four. Uh, Emmanuel Lubezki won an award for The Revenant, having won for Gravity and Birdman, Birdman in the previous two years making him the first person to win this award three times in a row. What's the category? Uh, this was... Um, I read this. This was cinematography. Cinematography. Well done. That puts you 3-1 up, I think. Yep. Which means I need to get. I need this one to stay in the game. Uh, I think you should be able to get this. Okay. Uh, which film won the most awards with six? Uh, that was Mad Max Fury Road. And what a great film it was as well. I have not seen it. Uh, question five if you win this one if you get this one you've won your first quiz of the year footage went viral of one of the supporting actor nominees apparently thinking his name was being announced as the winner who was he? (laughs) was it? was there one? Mm, it went viral it went viral dang it who was this? the supporting nominees as well he was a supporting actor. Yep, supporting actor nominee. Supporting actor nominee. So it wasn't the person who won. Uh, it was, the person who won was um. See, I can't remember him. He's the guy who starred in the Tom Hanks film. That's how far I know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He was, wasn't he? I you can name him. You can name him for me because he didn't. He I can neither him. confirm nor deny what you're saying. Yeah, yeah you can confirm. That. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know who he was. Who was it? It was Mark Ruffalo. Because uh, the guy who won was Mark Rylance. And when they announced it, they got as far as Mark R. And Mark, there's footage of him looking very excited and then realising it was the other Mark R. Uh, oh, poor guy. Poor Mark Ruffalo. Right, which means it, I, if I get this one right, I've pulled level. Um, question five. Which of the best picture nominees was the highest grossing film? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good question. So let's see. Uh, Mad Max would have would have done very well. Uh, Brooklyn won't. Martian would have done well as well. Revenant. Oh dear. Um, uh, Big Short won't have done that well, I don't think. Um, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say it's Mad Max again. 
Sorry, Colin. No. It's the Martian. It is the Martian. Uh, are you uh, are you sure that's still the case? That is still the case. Yeah. I've checked. Okay. In which case, congratulations on your first quiz victory of 2017. Ooh. Which puts you brings you back to 2-1 to, to me for the year, I believe. So uh, uh-huh. uh, halving the gap. Good work. What, yep. are we, what are we quizzing on next time? Well, because Logan is coming up soon. Oh, yes. I thought we should... Uh, quiz about the films where Wolverine is a star so we should do X1 to X3 Wolverine Origins and the Wolverine uh, the sound you hear again is me typing Wolverine as star of film so you're, you're ignoring his cameos in uh, in a couple the of days, them the new ones yeah excellent I'm sure there'll be a quiz for those I look forward to that um, and our main topic for next week I'm sure you're looking forward to um, yes because we're finally talking Pixar Oh, yes. Animated films. We're doing uh, the pre-Disney Pixar films. So that's everything up to up to Cars, I believe. Oh, cars. I, I might even get. I might even watch Cars if you're lucky. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Watch it, Colin. Watch it. Uh, but I almost certainly would. Uh, so that's what we're doing uh, next time. Uh, I have mentioned it before, but I'll mention it quickly again. That Simon, my brother, and I did a crossover podcast, which. Um, by the time this goes live should already be available but i'll throw a link to it somewhere um but i look forward to to, to discussing pixar films with you next time zijan bye